Ultra. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we can always choose to do what's right, except when we don't, as we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3, one learning lessons at funerals minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And uh, we're continuing on our uh, our host, host only week uh, yes. in the finale of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. Uh, today is minute 132, which... Um, it begins with a transition to a cemetery, mm-hmm. and it ends with a transition to a jazz club. Yeah, exactly one minute. This yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. It's just what <laughs> sixty seconds of funeral time. Yep, for our, for our good old Harry. Yep, yep. Um, um. So first thing that I noticed is that um, apparently uh, uh, one of the things that because um, I assume that it was, I assume that it's um. Houseman who put this together, put this little shindig together. I, I yeah, sure. I would assume so. Uh huh. Um, I also I love that they're all treating him like he's there, like he's the father. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, After what he put us through. Yeah, but no, but but uh, I I I I love that one of the details that he did for this was he gave everyone matching umbrellas. Heck yeah, man! They're all exactly the same mm-hmm. umbrella. Like classic, like funeral, like dark black umbrellas yeah with the with the curved wooden handle yeah it's just gotta you know you gotta make sure the aesthetic is consistent otherwise what's the point yeah but it's like it's overcast so i don't know it's overcast but it is not raining yeah they're just holding umbrellas maybe it's drizzling a little bit i don't know like rain is hard to like capture on film just because of the way that film grain works but uh right that's usually that's why when you like have John Cusack in the rain. You're like, why is he like so wet? Why is he so drenched? Is because to get the raindrops to show up on screen, they have to make them uh, really big, really, really big. Yeah. So they just, you know, dump movie rain. Dump. Yeah. Movie rain. Um, yeah. No, it does look like it may be drizzling because I'm looking at the tops of the of the umbrellas and they do look like they have liquid on them. So. Right. Yeah. A little little bead droplets. Yeah. So there's right something there. going on there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I will say watching this scene, though. It reminds me of something that someone pointed me out, p- pointed out to me about the MCU films that oh. I never noticed. Okay, uh, which is that uh, there are no blue skies in the MCU. Yeah, it's white. Yeah, all of the skies are always white, like that, w- like overcast. Yeah, like not quite blown out. Right, even right. lighting. And the reason for that is because if the if the sky was bright blue. Mm-hmm. The heroes' costumes would have to be even brighter to stand out, and so they. But they don't want bright costumes; they right. want dull the costumes, slightly desaturated everything. Right. Yeah. And so, in order for their costumes to still pop, the sky has to be white. <laughs> the world has to become grayer. Yeah. In order for their desaturated costumes to look good on screen. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe we could just have bright costumes. Why don't we really everybody? just have bright costumes? How about know. that? 
I, I was I saw some like um character art for Thor Ragnarok the other day that was like yeah. early uh costume designs for Thor and Loki and uh Thor Thor like in the gladiator having this like slapdash costume that was like all these crazy bright Jack Kirby designs um you know like like, like a He-Man action figure or something like yeah. really crazy bright ridiculous stuff and I guess through iterations with like Andy Park and uh, Ryan Minerding, uh, you know, making sure it fits within the MCU aesthetic. By the time you actually see that costume on screen, it's kind of like, you know, he's got like a leather, like armor thing on his chest. And yeah, he's got a blue thing on his shoulder, but it's not that crazy. Right. But you still have like the background characters and these like super crazy outfits and stuff like that. It's just funny to me that like, even in that, which is like one of the most visually dazzling you know, mm-hmm. uh, like strong aesthetic choice films in the MCU for our lead characters. We can't have them, can't have them too, you know, colorful. Yeah. We don't want to, don't want to be there. Yeah. I don't know. Still, still, uh, still white skies. Still white skies. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we have here. I, so we're, um, I, I found this out, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the, we're in the Cypress Hills Cemetery in Brooklyn here. Uh-huh. Uh, it was where they shot this on location. And uh, Mae West and Jackie Robinson are buried there. Oh. Which is kind of cool. As long with, uh, as well as 4,000 soldiers from the American Civil War. Wow. There's like a section of it just dedicated to fallen soldiers in the Civil War because it was, uh, the, the cemetery was dedicated in 1848, opened for burials in 1851. So it was like pretty close to the Civil War. And then they, for, there was like, they needed like mass graves for a bunch of these fallen soldiers, mm-hmm. uh, fallen Union soldiers for the most part, and uh, they dedicated a section there. So it was like a Civil War memorial. Wow. Yeah, 4,000. 4, um, films like Bullet and Death Wish have shot there. Apparently Marvel Comics for, for Ghost Rider, this cemetery comes up a lot because it was like uh, the site for some sort of big war with demons in the underworld or something. Oh. So people reference the Cypress Hills. Okay. Some some cemetery. Uh, I'm 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 not I'm not uh, I'm not really familiar with uh, too much of Ghost Rider. Honestly, it, is anyone? You know, like is that? Um, is there a big Ghost Rider fandom out there? <laughs> I want you to imagine a Ghost Rider tattoo, and then I want you to imagine the type of person who would have it. Those are the people who are big Ghost Rider fans. Got it. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> we, I have this thing here where it's like. <sighs> What is the official story here for Harry's death? Like, we we have Harry's funeral. Did, like, is the Bugle running news stories right now about how Harry Osborne was a superhero for one night? How do they say he died? I mean, I assume that they're saying that he, because, because of, uh, because he's the goblin, I assume they're saying he was a villain. Yeah. Because, um... But nothing else really makes sense because of um, Jonah's uh, uh, relationship with the goblin. Fair. Yeah. 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 Um, and I bet, I wonder if this broke the whole story. Like, do, does the world know now that Norman Osborn was the Green was Goblin? Was the Green Goblin? Possibly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, uh, the, I I know I'm supposed to be focusing on like, the emotions of the people and mourning the loss of Harry and the voiceover and everything right now. But I get, I got caught up thinking about like the logistics, like what presumably led to this moment. Yeah. Like we have, 
I guess I was skipping ahead a little bit, but you know, we have like uh, Houseman gets up, and then you know, people move forward to pay their respects to Harry, put their flowers on the casket and whatnot. So yeah. like Aunt May does it, Houseman does it, MJ right. does it, um, uh, whatever. But there's this like kind of cold moment between Peter and MJ there, and I guess visually it's like they haven't really talked about everything big. Right. They won't talk about everything big until later in the week, but like, what what happened there? Like they, Harry died in their arms on top of the building, and then, and then what? They didn't they didn't discuss any of this. I don't know. How did they bring the body down? Yeah. Did, did they just leave him up there and have the cops go? Like the coroners go and get him, or did Harry? Like did did Peter pick it up and then just like jump off the thing and land and hand the body off, just, or? But he doesn't have his mask anymore. So is he like hoofing it across the rooftops of New York, like a dead body over his shoulder? I don't. I you know. I don't know. Ah. I don't know. I uh, yeah, a lot of questions about as far as that's concerned. <laughs> um, I uh, I was also uh, to to um, add on to what I was saying yesterday about the location of the final battle, mm-hmm. uh, and I had I had decided that like oh yeah like Peter's uh, apartment would have been cool. Um, I actually think the coolest place would have been uh, Harry's mansion. Ooh, just wrecking that because they know that we're never going to go back oh, there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And this is the 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 physical legacy, a space where the reveal of a portion of this mansion is what kicked off this entire separate thing. Right. The the space itself and the artifacts therein are right. You know, the whole franchise is in there. Yeah, yeah, that works right. better. Yeah, that would be better. Dang. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I also think that what this movie needs is like five more minutes, five more minutes mm. here, where we we have this funeral scene, and then we go back to like, I don't know, I guess the Osborne Mansion, and it's like a wake. And you can have people talking like, to talk Peter, about talk Harry. about Harry. Mm-hmm. Peter can be talking about memories. MJ can be there, and then he can see her, but can't get away from the people he's talking to her. And then he, she leaves, and then he just sort of stays. And you just sort of mm. get the 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 sense of like, of like they want to talk to each other, but they just haven't had the chance to yet. Right. You right. know, like you can have a scene, like an actual scene. Yeah. Instead of yeah. Because honestly, this is such a waste of Joey Mags because like, I know, right? he's here, like give him a scene. Like how great would it be if like Peter like uncomfortably talking to Flash, to Thompson, Flash Thompson about Harry and they're like, like them in their adulthood phase and him being yeah. like, you know, uh, uh, apologetic about the way he behaved in yeah. high school. And maybe he the, got married, like, yeah, you know, and so you he's, know, he's like, oh, I got married. He cleaned up his act uh, yeah. ever since Peter humbled him. I don't know. Like, yeah. There's something that it's just like, it's fun to see <laughs> Joe Magnello, but like, he's just there. Yeah, he's, he's there just in the there. background. You know. It's cool that he brought him back, but. It is cool, but like, yeah. nothing's done with it. Like how the Stacys are back and nothing's done with them. Right. You know? Right. It's a cool shot using Houseman to why reveal them. Why are they them? here? But why? <laughs> like, Wait, wait, why are they here? Like, <laughs> what is their connection to Harry Osborne? Like, that's why I was like thinking, well, did this break the story? Is this people like paying their respects for Harry saving the city? But no, he would have been framed as a villain. But I don't know. Like, maybe it just has to be that high society people know each other in New York City. 
you know, the princess of New York, the pony herself, probably was at the like John Jameson astronaut uh, uh, party thing. Was this or oh, was this shot unless before they changed the ending? Like, are they here Ooh. because he saved Gwen? Probably. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it reads as, right? Right. Where it's just... He died, but he saved me. But he saved me. And yeah. this, like, real personal, like, deep connection sadness that Gwen seems to have yeah. on her face there. Because even as the Princess of New York showing up to, like, a hero's funeral mm-hmm. doesn't make sense because, like, one... Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess a hero. I guess. I but like he showed up for. It was like one, one time. Like it was a one time thing. <laughs> um, and also they weren't threatening anybody else. It wasn't like they were threatening the city. Yeah. So yeah. It, so it's not. Like, it wasn't like a big deal. Like it was yeah, weird. Yeah. But it wasn't like. In like, the text of this film, the final version of the film we have. Yeah. This reaction would only make sense if this was like Spider Man's funeral. Right. You know. Right. Right. Because he saved her from the thing and they gave him the key. That she right. gave him the key of the city right. and he died and she... She would not come to the f- to a funeral. I don't care who the guy was. She would not come to a funeral. Unless it was someone that she knew personally, she would not come to a funeral that Peter was at. Right. After, right. Because, oh my God. Yeah. He embarrassed her at that jazz club. Ah. Uh, yeah. Just, also, from her perspective, it, it might even appear like he's here again, just like stalking his ex-girlfriend. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> to like... You like what is it? you don't remember the end of Wedding Crashers? Yeah, where, like Will Ferrell is like, oh, man, I just like go crash funerals now. It's the best. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I was... I was actually thinking that when... Him. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of when, uh, when Flash Thompson showed up. <laughs> like, you need a shoulder to cry on? Yeah. He's just like a funeral crasher now. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not... Okay. It, it it almost works. Like, I just have to do the extrapolating for it. It would work so much better with that version of, like, the wake that you, uh, yeah. that you proposed. That it's like, it's an awkward place to talk about how Harry threatened your life and forced you to break up with, uh, you know, your boyfriend before having a change of heart and helping save the city from aliens and monsters or whatever. Like, it's just, like, it's not the place for the conversation that I they should have already had but they haven't I don't know right you can kind of fill in the lines yourself sure but it, it just doesn't feel dramatized properly that like literally we wrap up everything about Harry and the death of Harry in 60 seconds yeah and nobody speaks out loud it's just voiceover yeah this is all we need so yeah so then speaking of the voiceover mm-hmm. uh, choices that's the theme choices now i guess that's the theme it wasn't friendship you, you spent the whole movie <sighs> making it forgiveness. forgiveness so now it's choices choices yeah what choices like the choice to be the choice to be the best of yourself the, the thing here is that like he says outright he says uh, whatever comes our way whatever battle we have raging inside us we always have a choice my friend harry taught me that did your friend harry teach you that peter parker or did your friend uh dr octavius teach you that yeah a couple years ago right like like that makes sense you know we have we we always have a choice 
feels something more like you know I, I like he had to teach Harry what Otto Octavius taught him but there's no but then on top of that it's like it's still the same thing he had a choice of stopping that robber and he didn't yeah so it's still the same you're just telling me that the that we've been we've done three movies and they're all the and same you theme you didn't get this until it until Harry died yeah you didn't process any of you this you didn't get that with great power comes great responsibility like that was also a choice yeah you, yeah you chose to let that guy go uh-huh. and then he, he he well he didn't kill your uncle Sandman did uh-huh. but he would have died anyway oh right <laughs> nothing makes sense nothing matters our cho- <laughs> <laughs> our choices uh, our, our choices make us who we are. Uh-huh. We can always choose to do what's right, uh-huh. even if we didn't make a better choice before. Mm-hmm. That is still the lesson he learned already with like his own journey in the first film or with Octavius' journey in the second film. There is no version of Peter's emotional landscape where his friend Harry taught him this. No. 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 And also, like, what about his friend Harry taught him about choices? What? What? What are you talking? Like, what are you talking about? I don't. <laughs> what? What is? What is anything that he did in the third act of this movie have anything to do with choices? <laughs> he literally the, the the arc of Harry in the third act of this movie is oops, my bad. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I really, I really, <laughs> I really whiffed that one. I didn't Sorry. have the full picture. <laughs> Sorry, but you know, that's not that's not a choice. It's, it's a mistake. You had deep friendship. Your friends have your back, or something. That's mistakes and 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 forgiveness of mistakes it has nothing to do with choices. I I guess the filmic technique on display here is if we say a theme outright in voiceover, people will buy it, even if it's not dramatized. Oh man, but no, but n- but no. Like if anybody taught him about choices, mm-hmm. it was Sandman. Yes. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it would have been great. If it was like <laughs> my friend Sandman taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Sandman taught me that. Um, yeah, Flint, uh, Flint Marco. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. This is just the seams are so visible here. I don't. This is I'm not buying it. This is not good. No. Like the 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 choices thing is um is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. it's it's really bad. Um I I yeah, I don't I don't understand what they're going for here with the choices. Cho- no. Everybody has a cho- do we make choices? We we sure do make choices. Like our choice to but like, what is he even trying to say about choices? We can always. What does he say? I have it. Uh, we are whatever comes our way, whatever battle we have raging inside us. We always have a choice. My friend Harry taught me that. I guess he chose to be the best of himself. The choices that make us who we are. We can always choose to do what's right. Like they're attempting to like get us to that last choose sentence to be the best of us. And we can always choose to be what's choose to do what's right. Choose to do what's right. But that like you're like you're not a lost cause if you haven't always been good. I, I guess. I don't that's that is a struggle. That is 
we always have we have choices cho- choice there's just nothing about that that makes sense no it's no. like yeah we all we, we all have a choice like i have a choice i could go eat an apple or an orange right now mm-hmm. i guess that's a choice I, yeah. I don't i don't know like i don't are they are they trying to do some sort of like half-assed like pawing at like concepts of like existential philosophy or something i don't know like you don't want to be an object in the world so uh the the only thing that gives you you know actual act self-actualized power is your ability to make decisions and choices but but then the problem with that (laughs) is that like okay yes harry had choices i guess but Mm -hmm. like the, and 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 I guess uh, Flint Marco had some choices, but like Peter didn't, and neither did Eddie. Like they were yeah. In this film, the, the, the symbiote makes them do the things that they do. Yeah, you could say that for the other movies they've been a part of, here. right? But not this one. Not really, this one. No, this is about like the whole point of the symbiote is that he makes you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, bad circumstances, and it's not like he's choosing to do that stuff. I mean, at best, he chose to put the suit back on. Yeah. And this, revel in it, but that's it. It's like some kind of like dough where like the more I try to work at it, the like gummier and worse it becomes. Yeah. Like this is never going to bake up well. Choices. Choices. Well, you always have the choice not to bake it. <laughs> start over. Let's just start over. It's like, yeah. You need a, all right. We can, we got to tweak this recipe, but like another draft up in here, throw this one out. Jesus. God. Imagine if they had given this movie another year just to like figure it out before they started shooting it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it had come out the same summer as Iron Man. How Whoa. different would the world be? Because would Iron Man be as big of a hit if this had been good? If the good third Spider-Man movie is up against the like uh, nascent like Marvel doing MCU, their own thing. MCU, yeah. Paramount? What does that world look? Do we have the Avengers movies? I don't know. We also have the Dark Knight that same summer. Jesus. So. That's nuts. What a crazy summer that would have been. That would be so. Like at that point, I'm I'm assuming Marvel pushes back Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Like retools their approach. Right. So then it would be, it would probably be Spider-Man in May. Mm -hmm. Iron Man in June. Dark Knight in July. Jeez. Yeah. That would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. I don't know. Anyway, I, I just, this this is just, it's so rough and I don't, like they're trying to solve problems, but they're just, they're just, it's such a, they're so lazy solutions. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, it's like they wrote this VO like on the day that Pete, that, that Toby came in to record it. <laughs> Um, and and they were just like trying their best to connect all the dots. It's like, and, how do we, how do we bring this together? What and, do we? And it just doesn't it doesn't work because it doesn't have anything to do with what we just saw. No. Um, also weird that we have the um, the voiceover here because I I had forgotten that this voiceover existed. Right. Yeah. So we end up we do have the book the, the book, book ended. Ends. Yeah. yeah. We do have the bookends. Um. So and I think that that makes it the last thing that Peter says in these oh, movies. Loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the long arc all the way back to what's the, the last f- bit of, first film. What's the last bit of dialogue that that, that Peter had? Peter had. Uh, it was him talking to Harry, right? Yeah. Uh, what, something about friendship, best friends. Yeah, best friends. That was the last thing that he said. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> None of that matters, Peter. We're friends. Best friends. Oh, man. The last thing Spider-Man ever says in a Raimi movie. <laughs> oh, man. Is the callback to the... Oh, jeez. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. I, <laughs> I get... This has been such a re-education of why people have strong responses to this movie in the way that they do. The, the ones that I think are... Um, ill-informed or misguided or not being fair to the movie but also in understanding that like the justification behind the like really gut level ones where people just like tune out of this because of the you know the uncle ben moment right or this like really lazy ending we're getting right and, uh you know how the movie almost feels like it's not trying very hard at the very end right and that like can just feel like emotionally insulting or something like i get why people check out and it's it's definitely emotional emotionally insulting i think because of what we're about to get as the actual ending of this movie Mm -hmm. um it's it is it's emotionally insulting where it's just like you're telling me that we watched three movies of this and this is what i get yeah this is how it this is it this is this is the end of it yeah yeah this needs to be better and we really needed to have like a, a, a another movie where things go somewhere interesting uh beyond this it's yeah. just it's just such a shame that this is how it, it a i felt bad that like we got cut off from not seeing what their fourth movie would have been in general but also b that like we just get cut off early it feels like we get cut off early even in this movie like an abrupt eh yeah that's enough yeah that's enough spider-man yeah i don't know yeah uh, <laughs> sorry, didn't mean it to be such a downer, but like, it's a it's a frustrating, weird film. It really yeah. is. And then everybody just bails. Everybody just bails. I kind of, I mean, <laughs> it's weird that it's rushed, especially the last shot here. I kind of like the image of like everybody bails from the funeral and Harry and Peter's left there alone. Yeah, by the grave. That kind of works, but we have no time to be in it. No, we just as soon as MJ leaves the frame, mm-hmm. we're fading out. Like that could have been a meaningful shot. That could have like had some resonance there mm-hmm. somehow, but we're just literally cut it fading to black there. So yeah, he doesn't even get to put a rose on the casket. That's that's messed up. Everybody else did, even Aunt May, but not Peter. Yeah, yeah. We have him alone. Everybody else is gone. He just puts. He's by himself. He pulls out a pumpkin bomb <laughs> and sets it on the casket, <laughs> and then just says quietly to himself. Best friend. Best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you were a real one, Harry. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I all guess right. that's I guess that's that. Anyway. Uh, complicated feelings about Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Requiem for Harry Osborn. Requiem for Harry Osborn. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, do you guys like T-shirts? <laughs> Duelinggenre.com slash merch. Duelinggenre.com slash merch. That's our T Public store. Go there and buy some stuff, I guess. And we'll talk to you guys next time with uh, 133. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.